We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, that grass isn't going to cut itself. I'll be outside. Wait, you're mowing the lawn in that? What? In your one-piece riding leathers? Yeah. Because you might fall off the push mower? Hmm, you're right. I should probably wear my helmet, too. Not what I meant. It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. Not my title anymore. Not your title anymore. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. We have our uh, professional Photoshopper slash anime enthusiast, Brass Jazz. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we have our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. Not anymore, I'm not. Oh, that's right. You quit Twitter. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll get into that later as well. And we have our guest for today. We have Rohan. I can't say your last name. I'm not even going to try. Don't worry about it, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. How do you say your last <laughs> name for the people? Ned Carney, Rohan Ned Carney. I'm gonna just gonna say Rohan. No, honestly, like, and I was actually talking about this with a friend the other day that, like, my name's Giancarlo, and in Italian you say, you pronounce it Gianni, like for short, and like Americans mm-hmm. can't say that, or Hispanics can't say that either. I'm in Miami, and I've lived my life with nobody being able to say my name, so I, oh, your pain tough. is shared. So I feel bad when I can't say <laughs> it. I'm gonna practice. And you that. live it's your right, life man. not knowing how to spell anything. Well, yeah, that's true. Also, so um. <laughs> Rohan, before we get into the show, where can people find you, your great work? Oh, thank you very much. Well, you can find me at Rohan at Carney, and I know that might be hard to spell for people, so I'll put it I would just encourage everyone everyone to follow at The Crossover. I mean, that's where you can find all our stuff. That's me, that's Ben Golliver, that's Lee Jenkins, that's Andrew Sharp, uh, the best basketball writing staff in the country, in my opinion. So Lee Jenkins. I would, I would, Lee Jenkins, not a bad, not a bad He's person. He's the LeBron to, of, of, of sports writing. 
he's not a bad person to have respond to your email. So I'll say uh, follow the crossover at the crossover. So at the crossover, I will link Rohan's Twitter in the description. All right. Before we get into heat stuff, before we get into anything, first things first, we have to talk about why I'm the biggest jerk in the world. Alex, I am making a public apology to you on air. Finally. Alex has been wanting to be on a pod for like two weeks. He'd been saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm whoa. ready. I totally... Whoa, hold on. You're already... Whoa, whoa. What, what do you mean? Do you want to say what happened? Do you want to say what happened? <laughs> so, Giancarlo texted me a few days ago. I don't remember exactly when it was. Asking me if I could be on the pod with Rohan. I said, yeah, sure. When's it going to be? He said, Thursday at 8.30. I said, all right, cool. See you there. <laughs> then today... He's there coming up in the in the heat beat chat talking about, all right, good. So we're going to have Brass on. We're going to have Alf on. It's going to be me, and it's going to be Rohan. He's like, all right, good. We're, we're ready for tonight. I'm like, okay, G forgot me again. This isn't the first time it happens. And then he's like, oh, but I said that I only need three of you guys. I'm like, okay, fine. I won't, I won't be on today. And then Alf, at 8, 10, 20 minutes before the show starts, says, Don't blame I'm not Alf. Be able to I'm not blaming Alf. I'm, I'm recounting the events. He sacrificed I, himself. Yeah, he said, I'm not going to be able to come on. And uh, at that point, I'm at the basketball court playing basketball. And now I'm here at 830 in a pool, my own sweat, ready to do the show. Did not and shower. G tried blaming me. No. <laughs> and they're like, damn, you curved Alex. Alex, I'm sorry. I feel bad. I think the proper term was hold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nikias, Nikias said, I hold you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How can I make it up to you? Do you want to host next show? I don't know why you would ever let me do that. I don't know. It's a bad idea, but I'm willing <laughs> I'm willing to give you that in exchange for your forgiveness. I feel bad. If the public wants it, I'll do it. Um, we're going to put it to I poll. Doubt, I doubt that very much. After the show ends, we're going to put it to poll if Alex should host the next show <laughs> for my injustice. I'm glad. Yeah, you're getting bumped next week, too. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, better. Yeah, so, okay. Justice. <laughs> okay, so getting right into it. Miami, half a game back of Cleveland. Miami playing well, despite continually being outscored for the season. And uh, their net rating, I think, is still minus, is minus half or something like that. Or like, negative 0.8. Negative 0.8. Yeah, so, okay. So, we're still being outscored for this for the year uh, in net rating and in point differential. It's getting better, though. We're, we're climbing, right? We're getting better. We're climbing. And I guess, Rohan, I want to – I guess the, the place to start is Hassan because the last couple games, he's been different. Right. So he's been he's been involved. He's been very, um, I guess, I don't want to say engaged, but yeah, I guess engaged. And I don't know if you've seen the numbers, his on off numbers when he's off the court that he defense is like 26 in the league. And when he's on, it's like top five. But the offense becomes 26 in the league when he's on and the def. you know what I mean? So everything's reversed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. You're put in this position of I have no, and this is this sample that I'm talking about is in the, um, in the last 13 games since he's been back. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think you obviously you look at the numbers for the whole season. It's a little bit different, right? I mean, I think the eye test has shown us in the last month, month and a half. I think all of us are clamoring, you know, for more Bam, for more Olenek, uh, for more JJ, maybe a little smaller lineups. But you know, on the balance of the season, that the team has undoubtedly been better with Hassan in the lineup. Uh, I think that what you're seeing the last couple of games is exciting in the sense that I think the ceiling of the team maybe goes a little bit higher when Hassan is playing like this. You know, they're obviously great right now. And I think we're all excited, you know, 26 uh, and 18, you know, they're playing really well, but I, there's still a certain, you know, how far can they really go? I'm not saying, you know, Hassan playing at his best makes them a championship contender, but I think it makes them a much tougher out in the playoffs if, if he actually keeps this up. 
you know, I, I think what we're seeing here is Spo has been pushing the right buttons lately, I think, when it comes to Hassan. It's funny, uh, you know, I've talked to a bunch of guys on the team, whether it's JJ, Dion, you know, all these guys, they, they all swear by Spo. And it's not just because of the, the way he coaches him, but they all say, you know, you know, it's one-on-one dinners, you know, it's what he tells us about life. And I, I think he's been pushing those right buttons with Hassan lately, whether it's, you know, making him earn that playing time in the fourth. I mean, he's got the contract, but it hasn't guaranteed him anything, right? You know, Spo's really making him earn those fourth quarter minutes. Beyond that, you know, you saw tonight, Who's at the the high school jersey retirement? It's Eric Spolster. It's James Johnson. Uh, I, I think it's a credit to Spo. He's kind of pushing the right buttons with the sign. I think, you know, Whiteside, uh, his public comments aren't necessarily inspiring in terms of, you know, <laughs> in, in terms of him in terms of him getting it. He's like, you know, that's what Coach wants. But I, I think I think what you're seeing is him kind impression. of, a, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think what you're you're seeing is the the light come on a little bit where he realizes that. You know, Spoh's not going to look at the box score. He's going to look at, you know, did I hedge this pick and roll properly? Was I really a force in the paint tonight? And I think as long as Spoke, he's kind of pushing those buttons, making him realize, you know, what will get him playing time, it's, it will benefit the entire team. It's funny because I think that they kind of want him to be like justice, but just with the talent that he has. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like that's that's that, that might be asking too much. That's, 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 like, can we fuse them? <laughs> oh, my God, they'd be so perfect if we'd like put them together. Why do you want to make justice worse? <laughs> He's Jack, are you? How happy are you that Justice is back in the lineup? You must be. So I'm happy. so happy. I was. It was hard for me to enjoy Bam and Josh while Justice was out because I want to see that big three together, the OG Heat big three: Justice, Josh, and Bam. I really like. I think people are down on Justice, and I understand why. You think? Okay, but the spot-up shooting, I think, legitimately looks good. I still have a lot of questions about, like, scoring inside the paint. His finishing doesn't look very good. But he's still this guy who gives you great defense consistently. He's a backup point guard, and now he's hitting some spot-up threes. Even if he's not a star player, he's a good young role player next to Josh and Bam and whoever you add in the future. I think that... It kind of feels like he's turning a corner. Like I, I, gen- I don't know, guys. Somebody jump in and tell me. Like I, I feel like the last, the last, like it feels to me like he's turning a corner. But I don't want to be tricked because I've been tricked I, by this. I just want to say quickly, I've always been a justice believer. Uh, one thing I'll say: you look at you know guys like Jason Tatum and Jordan Bell, right? And the impact they've had as rookies. They've also been you know kind of force fed into these perfect scenarios for them, right? Like Jason Tatum, there's no pressure on him. When he's playing behind Kyrie, well, that's like and Justice Horford Year and One. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, and I think Year One, you you saw what Justice could be when he's playing with a great team, right? Like he's kind of that perfect glue. I mean, starting at center in Toronto. I mean, if you guys remember, there was that mm-hmm. one game, you know, in that playoff series, Spo didn't play him at all, and everyone thought that was a huge lost. mistake. That's exactly people were like, you know, that's the reason you lost. So I, I think the more he's one of those players that you know he's not going to carry the team, but the more talent there is around him, I mean, you could say this obviously about every player, but him especially. The more talent there is around him, the, the better he will be for your team. We've said this a bunch, that he has a very Andre Iguodala-like skill set. Yes. Like just bigger. Like, not not your best player, but if he's your fourth best player, and if he can get the shoot, if he can correct a couple things and be your fourth best player, like, that's a, that's a good team. Yeah, I agree. I also think it takes a while for players in general to get readjusted just from injury, but also into Spoh's system. 
I feel like we saw that with Josh a lot last year where and the injuries year. kept making – and this year, but where injuries just kept it inconsistent where you couldn't find his role within the system. Because we see it now. Spo gets half a season to work with you, and he'll have you clicking just knowing what spot to be in. But when you're out of the lineup that many times, especially when you're a guy like Justice who relies on playmaking and – yeah, playmaking is pretty much his best skill on offense. He kind of has to be That's in a rhythm. Dependent too. Yeah, it's lineup dependent. And he just doesn't have the experience with these guys that, you know, a guy like James Johnson does who's been in the lineup more. But, like, the thing I don't get, and, and Jack, that's a great point. Spose teams seem to always kind of start off slow. And, it, and guys... I think especially defensively early in the year, we were watching that like, whoa, this does not look like the same team. And I think the offense has gotten better, but I think the defense especially, like everything starts. I wonder, Rohan, I don't know, maybe maybe there's something you're seeing that we're not. Why do you think it takes both? Because this is like a thing. Like since 2009, this is o- they've always been a second-half team, that March push. You know what I mean? Well, I think part of it has to do, and I think uh, you know, you hear about this from players around the league too, and you know, other reporters I talk to. There is something, honestly, to be said about the Heat's conditioning program, and it, you know, it's funny. Like, obviously, there's a lot of jokes, Heat culture, and body fat, this and that, but I will say that that they kind of have, you know, you look at teams like okay, Boston. Boston for a while was before that London trip had played so many more games, and you hear things like their players are getting tired. Have you ever heard of a Miami Heat player saying, I'm tired? I mean, there's something to be said about the fact that, Hassan. you know, as, as, yeah, as, <laughs> as teams get as teams get a little bit of wear and tear on them, I, I think that's when the Heat's kind of conditioning program shines through. And you look at a guy like, you know, Wayne Ellington, you know, the way he's able to he take all these things. He stops moving. Yeah, and it, it's incredible. And, you know, why wasn't he that that player his entire career? Why did it, why did it take until now? So... I think there's that element of it. And of course, this year, obviously, you know, there was the injury aspect of it. Uh, you know, it, it can be tough to get players to buy in, you know, right away on, hey, we're going to be a defensive team. But I, I think it's all kind of coming together. So I don't know if there's any it's one the same factor. Guys. It's the same guys. Yeah. Why Why did it take, like, James, like, it's the same guys, Jay Rich, James Johnson, uh, you know, Hassan, Gorin. Like, why did this, these guys were here. And Gorin and uh, some of those guys have been here multiple years. So it's like, it's kind of weird for him. Wayne was here last year as well, so. And What's they work out in the summer, like, slow. very publicly. What would you say, Alex? What's up with the Spo teams always starting off slow? Like, how you were talking about since 2009. Is, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The entire Spo era. That's It's kind of weird, right? Because they kind of are better in the second half every always. season. Even when, like, Wade was here in his prime and, like, we were throwing out Michael Beasley and your boy, Jermaine O'Neal. March. They want to talk. They, <laughs> Eric Reed and Tony will talk about how I know. How that's what I think about. March. The March springboard. <laughs> To the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, three quarters through the season is their best time of year, unlike yeah. games. Always, well, even when LeBron was here, like they always kind of had. I mean, like I think that one year they had like that amazing start, but for the most part, like around March is when they would like fly off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when the twenty-seven game. Yeah, and that that the streak that uh, mm-hmm. that ten-game win streak that saved the uh, the first year. So yeah, I mean, slightly yeah. less cool than the twenty-seven. Uh, slightly game less one. cool, but you know what's funny that that's the one I remember. Like, I think when it started and when it ended, more than, than the other one. They won, like, 21 out of 22. No, yeah, that was insane. That, that was run pretty was insane. crazy. I mean, they kind of fell apart a little bit at the end We don't, when Wade is, like, punching the backboard and against Oklahoma City. But everything worked out, I guess. Um, good I disagree with you there. 
Which one? The, the one. well, no, just that you remember it more. I don't think that was the more memorable no, 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 one. No, no, I no, think no. I just mean the Cavs like... one. The Cavs game in that twenty-seven game win streak. That Celtics game. Those are two of the most memorable. Go- that Orlando game, game when they seen. needed they needed to win at the buzzer in Orlando. Yeah. Well, the Cavs game just stuck out stuck out to me because this is the first time I like saw a super team, and just thought, oh, they're just toying with them. They got down by what, like seventeen in the no, first was, half. I think it was like it might have been more. It was like 20. yeah, it was more than that. It was twenty something, and they just didn't sweat it and came back like effortlessly. Boston took some like it. Sh- they struggled with it, but I don't know. Well, you see I, that a lot with the Warriors now, so it's less impressive. Well, that happened but... last night was the Bulls are down like seventeen, and at no point did I think there's no way they're going to erase that. I just want to say my favorite game from the Big Three regular season era was the game after the streak ended in San Antonio, uh, when Wade and LeBron sat and boxed at the game-winning three. Oh, the Spo Mother's Day game. Yeah. I was going to say the Hawks game. The Hawk game. No, where they that both sat out that and was a triple overtime. Yeah. yeah, that was the same with the Blazers. Uh, LeBron Bosch. was out waiting Boss, but but that Spurs game, he hit that three over Duncan. That was awesome. Brass, do you have a favorite game from that that era? Ooh, I know it's hard. I'm putting good, Alex. If you yeah. have one, if you have one, I know it's <laughs> it's really putting everybody on the spot. No, but like that's such a memorable. That was such a memorable time. And and Jack's yeah. right. That Cavs game. Really stands out. Probably not my favorite, but it, and the Boston one too. Not my favorite either. But Warriors, LeBron. Oh, that one was Iguodala. so good. That was nice. That was the first. That was the beginning of the Steph LeBron rivalry, I think, because they were just going back and forth, back and forth t- to the end of that game. I think. You know, one of my like favorite games. We started that rivalry, not the Cavs. I like that take. I like that. <laughs> we're owning that, Jack. Jack, we're owning that. This is what I'm gonna use as a promo for the pod today. You gotta to put it in, in quotes, and the, you gotta do the whole graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will. They're like the Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. Um, there was a game, and I guess we'll get off this topic in a second because like everybody always makes fun of me that I want to talk big three. Um, but there was a random like Tuesday game against the Timberwolves that went to like double overtime. The Chalmers kept missing free throws at the end. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was a home game. I was at that game, and it was the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event. Even though Miami <laughs> lost at home to the T Wolves, that but I guess that like encapsulates the entire experience of that Yo, team. Yeah. Everything I, I, I relate to what you're saying right now because that's how I feel about the Heat versus Jazz game in the Big Three era. When De- oh, no, I was gonna say Derek. Oh no, 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 no! I, that's the game I hate the most. Oh, you guys, I have a good Paul Millsap story for you. I'm ready for Paul. Millsap. All right, so I was I was out in Denver. Uh, you know, in November, and I was interviewing Paul Millsap, and he, he's sitting down and getting ready. And I said, you know, Paul, you know, I gotta ask, like, you know, I've been a Heat fan my entire life, like, what the hell, man? Like, you know, you never hit a three in your goddamn life, and you hit, you know, six or seven in this game. Like, what's going on? And he's like, Paul looks at me, you know, completely serious. He's like, I hate the Heat. And I was like, oh man, what? <laughs> yeah. And I said, I was like, what's going on? And he's like. He's like, uh, you know, I just, he's like, ever since LeBron went there, really hated him. And uh, he's like, he's like, it's like, when, this is what he told me. I swear to God, Paul Millsap, who I love this guy. I think he's hilarious, by the way. He's awesome. Paul Millsap, he's like, he's like, it's like when you see an ex-girlfriend in public and you want to make sure you show him up. That's how he said he felt every time he played the Heat. I don't know why. Girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. But he's like, he was serious about not liking the Heat, man. I think it's more like him having a crush on a girl and then yeah. being mad that that girl got with somebody else. <laughs> that uh-huh. that game I will never forget I remember watching that game and everyone like 
even the TV, I think, I don't remember if it was Sun Sports or NBA TV, but whoever was doing the game, put the credits already. You know, like they start running the credits like this at the bottom. Yeah. They were running the credits because it was over. And then Paul Millsap <laughs> started doing that. And then I think Wade had an N1 dunk in overtime. And then we're like, okay, now it's over. And then it wasn't. Yeah, man, that was insane. Those they had a, a lot of great games against the Jazz. Even you know Wade's last couple yeah, years before the uh, double overtime yeah. where the yeah. shots off the rim. Yeah, I miss, I miss Christmas games. Me too. Me too. Because our, our record so was sad. so good. It's so sad. Yeah. Christmas is not the same to me because like I've grown <laughs> up a Heat fan, so I've always yeah. had, I've always planned my Christmas day. Christmas Day for me is usually I go around, I give everyone their gifts, I have the people come over, or I drive around. Like it's a, it, it's one of my favorite days of the year, and I would plan it around the heat game. And now there are no heat games, so it's like there's a void in me every Christmas day. They'll put us back once we have Kemba and Paul George. Don't worry. <laughs> Kemba. Kemba. <laughs> now you're gonna Paul go bigger. George. Kemba's the whale. Is that no, really take... the whale now? Is Kemba the whale? No, I'll take him. What did Leif say? Leif said that Bam's actually Bam was the whale. He is the whale. Oh my god, that's the most Leif take ever. That's man. the most. <laughs> no, but I love when Leif starts tweeting. Have, have you guys seen where he'll just tweet the most blatant hashtag Heat Lifer stuff? <laughs> just dude, like fishing for those retweets, man. Fishing. Yo, that's that's on brand. That's so. If you had that power, you would do it too. No, no, it's the most mm-hmm. unra- But I know he does it. I know he does it like facetiously, and it's funny. But it's just like seeing it in action. It's just like, oh my god. Um. So I, I guess bringing up Bam, that guy's insane. Like, it. You know, it reminds me of Justice Year One. Like, do you remember? Like, we'd watch Justice Year One, and we're like, yeah. oh yeah, Justice locked up Paul George. Yeah. You saw that? And we're like playing it on loop. Like, we're just retweeting. Yeah. We're like cocky he fans back. Like. We're throwing out vines of justice defending people. And now we're doing it with Bam. What is it? He's done it to Carl Anthony Towns. He's done it to um, Giannis. He did Anthony it to Steph. Davis. The Steph one. That's that's the best one. But, um, like, yeah, I know. I, I got to say, like, Andrew Sharp, a good buddy of mine, was, like, texting me right after the draft. Or he was in New York, actually. We were talking right after the draft. He's like, bro, bro, I'm telling you, like, Bam is going to be legit. I love him. Sharp's super into the draft. And I was like, honestly, I. I watched like 10 college basketball games last year and I never heard of this guy once. Uh, you know, and you hear about all the Kentucky guys usually. So I, I think a lot of people were actually like excited about him. Like from what I heard, he's been unreal. And like, I think the difference between justice again, and we kind of touched about this is Bams had to play a little bit more of a bigger role than justice ever did. You know, that first year, uh, not that Bams ever been, you know, asked to carry the team or anything like that. But I mean, you look at, you know, a guy like Whiteside going down and Bam being the guy who has to step up, uh, it's incredible, and I think his skill set, what you want in a, you know, 21st century big man in the NBA is his. It's a, you know, he might not be a great shooter, but can defend pretty much all five positions at this point, uh, is committed to defending in a way that we all want Hassan to be, right? I mean, and you can't teach his footwork. I mean, his footwork is just remarkable. Uh, I, I'm really excited about him. I don't know if he's going to be the whale, but I think it's universally agreed at this point that he's going to be good for a very long time. So... I'm looking at some. I'm looking at some numbers, and it's kind of funny. Uh, Bam Adebayo, in his short career, has 49 assists. Would you like <laughs> to guess? Do you think Hassan has more or less assists? I think he's just got to have a few more. He's got to have like 60. He's right, 55. I'll go less. I think less. He has 100. I'll go more to even it out. He has oh, okay. he has 109, which shocked me. He had 50. 
57 last season, career high. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Every time Hassan gets the ball in the post, tell me y'all, you guys all have the same reaction. You're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. no. You know what? You, you know see what? all the open shooters on the perimeter, and you, you just you hold your head in your hands. Let me tell you, I don't even and get mad. he holds mad the ball below his he, hands. The, what would you say? <laughs> he holds the ball below his hands whenever he has the ball in the post. <laughs> I love it. Rohan, the thing that – and that – like in incenses me about Hassan in the post. It's not even the passing. It's like he doesn't even try to get decent position. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like, so I'm like, dude. I I honestly that if I was Spo, I would just say, dude, if you're gonna do that, do not. Like, I don't care if you post up. I don't really like post up offenses, but if you're gonna post up, low block or don't do it. Like, just don't do yeah. it. Like, you're not Carl Anthony Towns. You're not like Carmelo. Like, don't. It's like, it's the dumbest thing. Bam is the worst thing to ever happen to Hassan, I think. No. Because he's so amazing at everything that Hassan Hassan is terrible at. He is, like, just a great screen setter immediately. Like, at 20, he's just a brick wall. And he's already an elite passer for a center. And, again, he's 20. And Hassan has been in the league... For what, like five years now, I think, and he's almost thirty, and those are probably the most glaring issues he has. And it just, we knew they were bad, but when you see the offense go from Hassan to Bam, it's just well, it's Bam and like Olenek. startling that do the well, things that he's not good at. Olenek's lame. I agree, but still, you can see the hatred in Hassan's face every time he has to run a handoff. <laughs> like you can just see like the what am I doing out of here? Like do I really have to give it to this guy? Okay. Can I dunk this? Oh, Yo, but the way he does it is that it's so obvious because the whole, yeah, isn't the yeah. whole point of a hat isn't the whole point of a handoff yeah. where it's like you kinda don't see it coming, like you kinda yeah. you gotta make a quick move so somebody's driving to the basket. Hassan is like dribbling and he's looking at nowhere. Yeah. He's looking yeah. his back is towards the hoop. Like nobody thinks that you're gonna turn around and drive. Like there's just no point of him doing the handoff. Like might as well do the whole thing. Where you charge into the paint and get and get a charge like Olenek's <laughs> really know, good actually. at it. Olenek's incredible at it, and Olenek's really good. You talk about having your back to the hoop. Olenek's really good at kind of knowing when the defense gives him that lane. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's probably his best talent. Is he kind of knows exactly when to drive and when to hand off, and it's not as easy as he makes it look. No, and like He's every time he does it, it's clear lane. Yeah. What'd you say, Jack? Crafty. Yeah, he's a high IQ player, a uh, real student <laughs> of the game. High motor. Yeah. Ah, super high motor. <laughs> Very high motor. Scrappy, you would say. You know, I think he's sneaky athletic, too. He's just white, man. He's, you know, he's very white. It's funny because you can't, I kind of agree with all of those things. Yeah, yeah of course. It's like true. your brain wants to stereotypes. Yeah. I don't think he's Uh-oh. sneaky athletic. I just He's not athletic. He's... Yo, he's had me on a couple of those dunks that Rohan was talking about where he turns around. I'm like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) No, the one that surprised me was Wayne Ellington. He was like Kyrie Irving yesterday for a play. Dog, you put my man on skates. nuts. Think about Wayne Ellington drives. That Toronto game winner was one of the ultimate, no, 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 oh, like plays of Wayne Ellington's career. Did anybody else think that he slammed it on him? Yes, I would have been more comfortable if Ellington pulled up from mid-range <laughs> than if him taking it to the rim. But, like, you know, 
But I don't ever want to see him shooting a reverse baseline. Layup. Baseline. Sure, yeah, baseline jumper. Please, baseline jumper. I was like, is he going to step out of bounds? He's not yeah, used to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to be a disaster. It's like, it's like seeing a kid run out onto the street, you know? If he had stepped I, out of I, bounds. I, I, go, Braz, go. I was, I was going to say, I, I, I still trust him more to make a three with, like, double coverage than to make a, a wide-open three. Like, yeah. if he's off balance... Shit's going in. Yeah. Did you but see... if he's like wide open, I, I don't have that kind of confidence, that stupid confidence. Did you see the play? It was, I forgot, it was, I think the last home game that they, it might have been against the Bulls. I don't remember. One of the last yeah, couple games. Was. He gets a, they're running out of shot clock and Goran gets trapped in like a corner. Or Jay Rich gets trapped in a corner and he's coming up to receive the ball, you know, give and go. He has this back to the basket at the three point break. Mm-hmm. He, they give him the ball. And in one motion, his back's to the basket. He turns around and simultaneously shoots and buries it. Unbelievable. It, it was like, I, I had to, I watched it like five times. I was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was Ray Allen-esque. It's, I mean, that's where losing the weight has really helped him, isn't it? Because like, we know that like when he shoots, he's going to stay in the air for 10 seconds. And he's not able to do that when he weighs 40 pounds more. I can't believe was. how much, not how much he runs on offense, but that he runs that much on offense, and he's the first guy down sprinting on defense. Is uh, is everyone else's mom telling them how they think Wayne Ellington is handsome? By the way, no, my well, my mom says that with justice. That's funny. I got a lot of I got a lot oh, of moms baby. in the in the Indian community like fans of Wayne Ellington. No, he's handsome. No, he is handsome. I do yeah, think Justice definitely. is the most. I think Justice is the second most handsome player in Heat history. Oh, behind Wayne. Dwayne. Behind Dwayne, yeah. Oh, Olenek? Uh, <laughs> who's that Olenek? Oh, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, no. Yeah. Tyler, oh, Tyler may be the ugliest. I'm not going to oh, lie. Man. Like, oh, unbiased. It's, 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 it's like Tyler. a teenage hockey player. <laughs> Juwan Howard was on the team. Juwan Howard's pretty ugly, but Tyler's yeah. uglier than Juwan. I think the Tyler Kelly tag team is one of the ugliest <laughs> NBA duos Absolutely. ever. Wait, anybody with Tony about, Snell. Something that's what's crazy about Jawan Howard is he's simultaneously not good-looking, but looks like Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Uh, like, right? You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Yo, I've never heard that. That's, that's oh great. Oh, my God. That's better than my Tony Snell leads the league in ugly take. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's good. Did you see Hassan's burner account agrees with me on that? Is that really his burner? Dude, dude like a... it has to be. Okay, so what, what's the it's account? It's like straight rich or whatever, right? Yeah, straight yeah, yeah. Rich? Mm-hmm. I think it's like straight underscore rich. I don't know. Rich, uh, yeah. S-T-R, the number eight, underscore, underscore, rich. I in the sky is the name. And that... <laughs> We have very good reason to believe that it's Hassan's burner account run by him and his boys. That's really funny. And they tweet during the games I, to like get people off the scent. Eye in the skies me is the slightest bit too on the nose, you know? No, no, he's my it's favorite like, Twitter follow. It's like, it, it's like it's just on the nose enough that you're like, is anyone there that clever enough to come up with eye in the sky for this, you know? It's the best. That's my new favorite account. And, like, he follows all the Heat Beat guys that I don't even know if he knows that we, like, it's 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 incredible. So if you don't follow Eye in the Sky, follow Eye in the Sky. They're incredible. Um, they, they, I love when, like, they take out other Heat players, like, 
Goran or Justice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Justice. I was like, bro, that's your teammate. I was like, they may not know, but like everyone else knows. Like you're not. I think hiding. it's hilarious when he takes out Goran because it's, like, it's so it, funny. It, it's, it's been well documented that Goran and Hassan don't don't get along great on the court. Like the, the chemistry isn't the best. Yeah. And I could totally see like Hassan like telling his boy like yo I can't stand how Goran drives into the paint like he's, he he never looks over his other other shoulder he's only looking it's, to drive. You, you can just Kevin, see the Kevin Durant meme. See, yeah. The, which meme? The one where he's like texting like when. Oh he, yeah, 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 and then yeah. He's like yo I hate Goran and then he's a Kevin Durant thing. Dude, it's very you can see like the anger in Hassan's body language every time Goran like rejects a screen. Or like pulls up anywhere he wants another screen. <laughs> quote unquote screen. Like, screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Quote unquote screen. Oh man, it's I, hilarious. I'm gonna miss Hassan when he's gone, just because like he's like so funny, like retrospectively, like what like yes. what we're talking about, and like he's honestly one of the best quotes in the sport. Like they... he is, but I, he is, but I think he's. A little bit unintentionally the best. No, quote. I know I that's why it's funny. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's he funny. thinks he's a little bit more clever than he is. Yes. The believing thing. That's funny because like most yeah. people think he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he's an idiot, but it's just like the way he comes off, and we're like we're laughing at him, yeah. not with him. But it makes it funny. But we also love him, yeah. so it's okay. Ready or not, ready or ready? not. Ready. I mean, come on. Um. Listen, I got to head out kind of soonish because I need to watch the second game that's on site. But I wanted to give you guys a couple of Dion stories oh, that please. I need to write about. Please, yes. please, please. Um, all right, all right. Dion story number one. So so first off, I was at Dion's house, uh, you know, interviewing him. And when I got there, How he was How many pictures Madden. of himself does he have doing the post? He doesn't have a lot. So this is, <laughs> a lot. This is a true story. He was, uh, he was renting a house from Birdman before he signed his contract. He was renting Birdman's house. And he told me he just bought his new house. So he's playing Madden when I get there. And I think you guys will agree that this is an extremely Dion Waiter story. He's playing Madden when I get there. And, you know, he's in a tight game. I think he's using the Steelers, which I thought was weird. And he, like, he misses a field goal or something, right? And uh, he's like, he's like, you see that, man? He's like, the Wi-Fi has been messed up ever since the hurricane. And I was like, <laughs> like He's like, ever since the hurricane, he's like, the Wi-Fi's been lagging. He's like, he's like, you see that field goal, bro? He's like, I'm telling you, bro. And like, we hadn't even started the interview yet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> dead ass Dion. Oh, my God. And so, you know, he's playing Madden, and his son keeps coming into the room. And his son's like, Dad, like, can I play? And it's obvious Dion's been playing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, his he, uh, by all accounts, by the way, he, incredible dad. And his son, I think, is a genius. That kid's super smart. But, you know, his son comes in. He's like, Dad, can I play? And Dion's like, he's like, talking to his son. He's like, Dion, you're being hard-headed, bro. He's like, I told you I had to do this interview. Like, he's like, come on, bro. It's, they're incredible. Oh, my God. But, that's incredible. But this is my favorite thing. So we're, we're in Philly. And uh, he's like, he's walking me through South Philly. And uh, we're sitting on the stoop of, like, his friend's house. It's me, Dion, one of his uh, childhood best friends, and a guy from the Heat. And I'm like, Dion, like, I, you know, this is right before the SI, you know, every year as Sports Illustrated is its top 100 players in the NBA list. So, you know, Ben Golliver, you know, sent me and a bunch of other guys a list, and he's like, do you guys have any, you know, players that we think we're obviously missing? 
And in the original list, they had Seth Curry at number 100, and Dion wasn't on there. <gasps> and I was like, listen, you might not think Dion's top 100. He's not even on the snubs list, and that's insane. So, you know, there's a little Google spreadsheet, and I put in, you know, Dion Waiters at least needs to be a snub. So I'm sitting down on this suit with Dion, and I'm like, hey, Dion, like, uh, I got the SI top 100 list if you want to see it. I'm pretty sure you're not on there. And he's like, what? And he's like, he's like uh, let me see that list. So I show it to him, and when they heard Seth Curry was number 100, some people were like, wait, 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 did you say Seth or Steph? What do you mean? And like, they couldn't believe it. And Dion is standing up, and he's like, they're going to have to come see me. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, we're in Philly. We're at, like, his childhood friend's mom's house. And I'm, you know, I'm leaving back for New York, and, like, Dion's, you know, he's eating or something, and, like, the inside the end heat crew is there, and they're filming something. And I'm like, yo, all right, man, like, you know, I'll, I'll try to catch you in Miami. I got to head out. And he's like, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, what's up? I give him a high five. He's like, come here, come here. And I, he literally, like, leans into my ear and whispers into my ear. And he goes, tell him I said, fuck that list. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. I won't do that. And I left. Literally immediately texted Ben Goliver. I was like, you won't believe what the later she told me. <laughs> he goes, fuck, oh, I said, fuck that list. He's, uh, he was incredible, man. He's, uh, I know, I listen, I, it was very frustrating to watch him struggle through the season, but I love that guy. And I'm, I'm hoping the, uh, you know, I was telling, uh, I was texting with his manager uh, the other day, and she was like, We're, everyone is very happy he's getting the surgery. Uh, I think it's going to be you know, great for him in the long term. I think we have a chance of getting second half of last season Dion back when he gets healthy. Well, Rohan, okay. I know you have to go, but like the thing that I've been saying all year with Dion and how bad he's been, that for me it's been very clearly that he's not right. Not because of the offense, but I think what's telling is that he hasn't competed on defense, and that's never been him. Like You could have said anything you wanted about Dion throughout his career, something that he's always done, since even since he was drafted in Cleveland was he always competed on that end of the floor. And it wasn't – like, even if he made mistakes, it was never a question of this guy's just not trying. Yeah. And Something I'm saying, uh, this year it just, was just like – it looked like he was mailing it in on defense. And to me that was like, oh, he's not right. He can't move. I remember talking to him about that year he had in OKC and something that, you know, he said to me that, that really kind of stuck out was he took a lot of pride in that Warrior series. And he's like, you know, if you watch that series – when they, you know, when they went small, he was guarding Draymond in the post. You know, like oh, yeah. he he took he took on all the matchups they asked of him. Uh, so I think you're right. I think he's always taken pride in what he can do on defense. And uh, I think you're right. I mean, the the ankle combined with like the elbow stuff, I, I think it, it really kind of zapped what he had going for him. So I, I think he'll. Uh, I don't know if he, you know, he's ever going to be that second half guy his entire career. But I mean, I think he definitely has a role on the team when he gets healthy. I think your mic is off, G. Wow, I just did the Alex thing. I had my mic off. Wow. Yo, for I'm, a second, I I'm the show I thought I had just said I had I thought I had just said, "Yo, your mic is off," and and it was just me not being able to hear anybody. Yeah, I'm like, no, oh, yeah, man. no, that was me. That was me. Yeah. Yes. I don't deserve to say my take. <laughs> no, say it. Say no, it. I don't. I'm no, we'll, we don't want it. I don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> what, what we, I don't even remember now. It's, it's gone. Jesus Christ. It's lost that seat. No, and now you shook me. I'm shook. I've never done that. Oh, man. Yeah. This is my favorite show. 
Uh, also, Magic are up on Cleveland, one hundred three to one hundred two, with thirty one point five to go. So, oh. what could That's, the Heat be oh, the back. number three oh, seed by the end of the man. night? Um, and all, the Celtics are down nine with twenty seven seconds left against Philly while they brought that back. Um, so, and Kyrie's out. So, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting going down the stretch here. Uh, it's gonna get a lot tighter. Yeah. And I think Miami has a tiebreaker against Toronto, although I don't think they'll catch them. Not Toronto. They have it on. They have it on Boston and Milwaukee. No way they catch Toronto. Huh? No way no, they I, catch I don't, Toronto. I don't think they catch Toronto. It's going to be a Toronto Miami Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto's going to win in five. Then Toronto's going to sweep the Warriors. Oh, okay. Wow. I actually think Toronto. OG really Ananobi is going to average thirty in oh. the playoffs. Four minutes justice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were talking about this before the show, and I was talking about this with some friends, how I think Kyle Lowry is a better player than Kyrie Irving, and maybe that takes a little ridiculous, but I think Rohan doesn't necessarily think I'm a psycho. All right, all right, I'll, I'll get out of here on this. I think if you had said that take at any point over the last three seasons, I'm pretty sure last year Kyle Lowry was first in real plus minus amongst all East guards. Kyle Lowry's been great uh, in Toronto. This year, I think you have to give the edge to Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie's competed probably the best defensively he has in his entire career. Boston doesn't have a good offense. I mean, you see what you know what's happening to them tonight without Kyrie. It's not been good. He kind of is what makes that offense go at this point. And Lowry's had a really reduced role in Toronto this year. I mean, he's still a great player, but, I mean, DeRozan's really taken charge there in a way he hasn't in the past. DeRozan's become their most important player, so... Uh, I don't think it's an awful take, but I think this year you have to give the nod but to But I think, I think the reduced role has also made him better. He's more efficient. He's picking his shots better. He's become a, he, he's even better defensively by taking less responsibility offensively by giving it to DeRozan. So I think it's a give and take. And Kyrie's been yeah. essentially the same offensive player that he was in Cleveland last year if you look at all the metrics. Yeah, one yeah, is trash in the playoffs and one isn't. <laughs> he's always hurt. <laughs> That's true. Leave him alone. He's always hurt. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me share that. I've been waiting to get that off my chest. I'm so glad that you did because that is awesome. Thank you for increasing his trade value. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) anytime. Much appreciated. All right, guys. You are the best, sir. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you back on. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Yeah. So that was Rohan. I will. I will link. Um, I will link all his stuff in the um, in the description of the show. Um. He's a great guest, man. And he's one that I wish we had on more. We've This is only his second time on the show. But, like, he gets the show. He wants to laugh. He's out here telling stories. And I think what's fun, and it's I guess it's a little self-indulgent. I love when, like, these national guys really want to talk heat. Like, Evan Cohen doesn't really get to talk heat a lot. And he likes to come on. And Sedano. And, like, I, I don't know. That's fun, you know, that the enthusiasm that these people have for this team. And, like, they just really want to talk about them. I think that's fine. Oh, you know, you know they're not allowed to talk about the heat on, on whatever national platform some of these guys of have. Course. Like Sedano. Yeah. Um, and um who's it? Mark Jones. Yo, Mark Jones is one of us. We should try to get Mark Jones on the show. Although I think he might I don't know if he'd be a little boring. But like He's that guy's on the, the deuces heat. and he was great. I heard that. <laughs> huh? Oh, Cleveland won. Cleveland won. They end it's over. Uh, at the no, well point four left. That's point four seconds left. Oh, it's still I can't believe we're we're, right. we're score watching Magic Cavs. All right, so we're just gonna wait for the update because I'm I'm down for that. Do you want to? Yeah. Does LeBron's career make you guys sad? <laughs> no. Like, 
not <laughs> overall, but right now, like the situation he's in right now. No, it could have been know. so much better. Yeah, but it's all and his he's fault. Kinda, he's an idiot. I don't know if it's his fault. I think it's kind of. Well, you can talk about, I guess, where the big three craze started and where the super team craze started and how he kind of contributed to the Warriors coming and basically ruining any chance he has of getting a ring. But, yeah, the Cleveland thing's probably mostly self-created. Well, yeah, I mean, born of, of ego that he put aside in Miami and became an elite uh, player. And uh, and then he went back to Cleveland. That don't want to shit. I have a legitimate. But even in Miami, he wouldn't do anything. Like the Warriors are going to be the Warriors regardless of what team he's on. And I don't think there's a situation he could possibly go to where they'd have a chance to beat the Warriors. A great chance to beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You could talk about the Rockets, but I think that's a terrible fit. And that's probably the second best team in terms of like star power. Something, Jack. That terrible. You just made me think. Do you think that LeBron, like, just the planning of everything, the how it happened, like, do you think that LeBron is playing at an elite level longer than he thought he would? It feels I don't know very how. Planned out. Because you know what I mean, like, so he's a how, how many years is, is is we're going on four years, and he's he hasn't really dropped off a lick, right? So maybe maybe he anticipated I'm gonna play the next four years here, I'm gonna start winding down my career, and then. When I'm not the best player in the world, and you know, I'll probably just you know play a couple seasons out here, then retire. And now that he's still at the top of his game, and the organization, you know, now he's pressuring the organization to do things, and they don't do it, blah blah blah. And he's like, I, I still, I still can win. That's where this tension comes, right? But if he thought, just I don't know, the, the planning of here, this always felt like, uh, and he marketed as the final chapter. This is where it's gonna end. I, I'll, everything in my career is just to come here to win one and be done, right? And then now he's still playing at this level. I mean, it's 2018. I mean, he came to Miami in 2010. You know what I mean? So, kind of maybe outlived. Maybe his prime is longer than he anticipated. And no, I don't know. It came I to disagree mind. with that. I think he's been probably one of the greatest basketball players of all time since he was a teenager so i don't think he like believes his own mortality i don't think he can conceive that he will ever not be amazing at basketball but on that rockets thing this was a tweet that i read earlier today um from somebody named david dennis and he said lebron harden paul on the same team is hilarious in my mind because I just keep imagining them driving, then kicking out to someone who drives and kicks out, and nobody <laughs> shoots, and the shot clock run- just runs out every possession. That's why you need a Dion Waiters or like a Nick Young, because they'll always shoot. Dion to go back to him there. Inserting LeBron into that offense with all those role players, and it sounds ridiculous to me. Well, we've I think we've said this on Twitter, but like. LeBron. It definitely be a weird fit at first. I think the there's fit no question in about Miami, that. like right now, that would probably be a better fit than what he has in Cleveland. Like, yeah, he could back up Justice. <laughs> back up Justice. <laughs> like, and and JJ. we thought like Bam is the kind of big he would like to play with. Hassan is the kind of big that he would like to play with. Um, Tyler Johnson is a perfect guard for him. He's a good shooter. He's a defender. He doesn't need the ball. He's a good cutter. Uh, Josh Richardson as well, like all these spot up Wayne Ellington and they're good defensively and they're very versatile and they move the ball a lot. 
and Goran is is a is a really good point guard that can shoot. Like it's it seems like a perfect kind of place for him, but you know I, I doubt that he'll ever come back. Yeah, I don't think he will. I, I don't like I I think he's definitely leaving Cleveland, but at the same time, I don't know where the hell he goes. It doesn't make it's sense. It's a weird. It, yeah, it's 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 weird. And but I just don't understand why all these guys go to the West Coast because and play in the Western Conference because. I mean, LeBron, part of the reason he's been able to to play at such an elite level for for so long into the postseason every single year is because he does get a good bit of rest, particularly at the end of the season, and he can recharge. And I just don't think he's going to be offered that opportunity in the West. Well, maybe not even this year. But isn't that why you go to the West? Because that's where all the elite players are, like on the Rockets, where you have Harden and Paul... Or if you go to the if he goes to the Lakers, I'm I'm pretty sure he he's only going there if Paul George is going with him. People want people want to say, oh, he should go to the Spurs, but Kawhi. I think that's the only reason for him to go there. It's like if you want to go up against a team with four All NBA teamers, you probably got to go to you got to team up with some other All NBA teamers. I think actually, like the Lakers don't make a lot of sense, but San Antonio does basketball wise. That'd be oh man. I uh, think I cool. could see him going to San Antonio because Popovich. I think he'd want to play with Popovich and just see how much further he could elevate his game. I think he also. But I move. think the team he should go to if he wants to win, and he'll never do this. But I think this is the team that gives him the best chance is the Timberwolves. I think Butler and Towns, and Wiggins. I know Wiggins is kind of like a controversial figure. But um, I think just that all those guys together with that athleticism and that defensive potential the problem just with them is gives their, the Warriors is bench. The problem is their bench, and they're not deep. And yeah, but you'll get deep with LeBron. You know, Would you? He takes the minimum. <laughs> takes the minimum? I, I do think, yeah. I think the Spurs make the most sense and give them the best chance, and I think you, should move, you can move Aldridge for – Probably a, a big shooter or something, or you could. You, you can, can definitely move Aldridge. You can move Aldridge for something. Aldridge should good be an all star this year, huh? Aldridge should be an all star this year. I think well, I've read a lot of arguments fair. saying that he shouldn't because we all know why. And and the quote: "We all know why the Spurs are winning, and it ain't Aldridge." I mean, obviously, it's not. I'm not saying the Marcus is carrying the Spurs, but yo, he's this is the best he's played on that team. They're winning a ton of games without Kawhi, with him as the best player. After he made a trade request this summer and Pop put that out there, so we know it to be true, like, the circumstances are... I know they do it every year where they surprise you, but it's pretty insane. You know, uh, so the Orlando-Cleveland game just went final. Cleveland won by a point. Um, Orlando's the worst team in the league, and remember when they had that hot start? Yeah, it was weird that people thought that was, you know, sustainable. Aaron Gordon, is he still looking good, though? Yeah, well, fantasy. Oh, cool. County stats. Neat. Yeah. He's also been hurt a lot. Um, People were speculating on whether or not the Magic would re-sign him this summer. I think it's this summer. Yeah. Detroit also out of the playoffs, and they were really good earlier in the year. They're a game over 500. So you know who's in the playoffs? Philly. My Toronto Raptors. <laughs> this is a honestly, I think that Toronto poses the biggest threat. I think Toronto poses a bigger threat to Miami than Boston. Call me crazy in the playoffs. So maybe I agree. The, maybe the three seed isn't great. Yeah, I agree with that. And um. So maybe Miami, I mean, not saying to lose games or anything, but Miami might want to hold on to that four seed. Tank um, season. Tanks. <laughs> the, first, Miami, or whatever. the first round matchup's harder. 
You know, it's funny that I could absolutely see Miami blowing a series to the Wizards, but I could see them beating Boston and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? For sure. I think they match up really well with Boston. There's few teams in the playoffs that I'd be less uh, confident against, or I more confident. I think the Cavs against. don't. I think that's. I think that'll be. I think that'll be trouble for the Cavs. Wait, yeah. what? I don't think Wait. Boston. Yeah. Why? The matchup. I mean, they the. They're able to dominate the inside and, and the rebounding every season against the Celtics because it's Al Horford versus Tristan Thompson. And I know Thompson's been pretty trash, but he's always dominated Al Horford in the playoffs. We have better Tristan Thompson and Bam Adebayo now. Wait, I thought we were talking about Cap Celtics. We are. Yeah. Jack just wants but to I'm talk about saying, Bam Adebayo. Oh, point, well, I'm, point, this Jack. is a Heat podcast, so I'm bringing it back to the Heat. Sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> we really uh, talk no, about the Heat. You know what I mean? Destroy the Celtics because they have LeBron, and that's really all that matters. I'm telling you the Raptors don't want to see us. I, the Raptors – listen, the Raptors scare me um, probably more than the Cavs. <laughs> probably Raptors. Well, yeah, I don't know. This is the best, is I the think best the, I've ever seen them. I think the Cavs – I think – I don't think Miami can beat Cleveland in a series, even given the Cavs state right now. Um, I don't think Miami could do it at Toronto either, but I feel confident against any other team in the conference. So, I don't know. That's that's. I think that's, I think that's fair. That's how I feel. Um, that's fair. You know, I was arguing with somebody telling me that they felt that this Heat team was better than the one that went that lost to the Raptors in seven, the the dang Joe Johnson one. I, I oh, disagree ridiculous. with that. Yeah, that team that's was really insane good. Insane take. I thought that yeah. team was good enough to make the finals. By the way. Well, they were super injured. They would have been an they Eastern so Conference injured. Finals team. They probably would have been competitive if they hadn't gotten injured. I mean, Joe Johnson one was playing terrible. Dang was injured, and he was probably our most important player. Hassan was injured. We had Justice playing Justice center playing as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mess, and they still went seven with a good Raptors team. That mm. stupid Kyle Lowry heave. That was such a good series. That was such that a bad series. That was, the, that was the worst best series ever because the basketball was awful, but all the games were close. Except for the last You're the one that's been standing that Kyle year. Lowry today. I love, but hold on. I've stand. Listen, and it's funny that Rohan brought up a Millsap story because I stand Millsap like all the time because I like I think Paul Millsap's awesome. Um, and Kyle Lowry. So, how about that? I would trade Hassan for Millsap right now. Oh, I think I would too. Yeah. I love Millsap. Millsap would be perfect for Spo. If you just, could get that Heat team every year, would you do that? No finals, no um, no, no championship, but consistently you're getting a team that's an Eastern Conference contender that's on the verge of getting out of the second round every year with fun series. You want to like be that. the Hawks? I would do that. In you want to be the Joe Johnson Hawks? No, I yeah. think they were more fun than. That. Yeah, no, that that gets old. That gets old after a while. Let me tell you, being the Joe Johnson Hawks gets old after a while. Cause, championships because nobody we come on like we were on the other side of that we watched the hawks we knew that the hawks were the hawks we had several players better than their best player yeah i mean if you're telling uh, me i can have I Dwayne wade every too. year uh yeah we're now we're different now we're talking but uh if i don't get Dwayne every year are we going to do anything with this disabled player exception probably probably a buyout guy i imagine sun? I was trying to think of a song joke too. What were you I was say? trying to think of one. Damn. Damn. I think Jack said something about Hassan after after Brass mentioned the disabled player exception. Jack, don't mm -hmm. be a coward. Say it on air. 
I said it on air. No, you didn't. You did. That's why. That's why I reacted. What yeah, that's how he heard me. Is what? I said it on air. What did you say? I don't remember. You said you, you just don't typed. You just typed. I gotta go in a sec. I was like, tell the audience, like Rohan did. Well, no, it's just in terms of time. But what are, what are we I looking for? Let so, you guys know, yeah. Huh? But what no, are we looking just... for in a, a for to use the exception? Probably a bio guy. Bosh. Bosh and Adebayo together would be a suggestion. No, no, it, they, they're they're gonna wait for the bio guys and they're gonna try to get one and they're gonna say heat culture. Let's make a run. Let's go at Cleveland. Blah blah blah. I mean, they're probably not gonna get the best bio guy because the best bio be guy will go guy. to Cleveland, huh? Who's gonna be the bio guy? Is it Vince? Oh, Vince would be so fun here. I would love Vince. Probably not Vince. I hope it's Chalmers. Monte Ellis. I hope it's Chalmers. <laughs> Monte still hasn't been signed. Monte Dion backcourt with Hassan at center. <laughs> Brandon Jennings has to fit in there somehow too. What's Andrew yeah. Bynum doing now? Did you guys see that list of like... Bowling. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Flo. And you know what word I've never understood? Top hat. Aren't all hats on top? They're like the toppest part of every outfit. Unless I've been doing it wrong. That's why I stick with simple words like flotection. It means the sense of security you'll feel when your new home is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. Also, there shouldn't be a top hat unless there's a bottom hat. Wait, is that what underwear is? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.